0: How's it going, everybody? Andrew Zarian here, Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, not just Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We're also here Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, with Jim Valley, and Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern with me. Uh, man, I, I had two weeks off. Uh, wasn't planning on it. I got sick. I was really not feeling great one of the weeks, and uh, it was Easter last week, and it was almost impossible, but I, I kind of, I, I was still under the weather, but... We're back. We're here. I didn't even do Matman. I did nothing. I didn't do We're Live, pal, but I did watch a ton of good wrestling. I'll tell you that. Ton of really good wrestling going on. Uh, A lot to talk about today, obviously. Uh, Some of it is going to be about the stuff that happened during a week because I didn't get a chance to talk about anything this week. But Forbidden Door, obviously, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up. Uh, Really interesting that they're doing it now, they're doing it in Chicago, and then they're possibly going back to Chicago for All Out. So we're going to talk about that. New Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Josh Alexander, friend of the show's, friend of Matt Men's. I've had this guy on a couple times to interview him, and what a fantastic, fantastic guy. Uh, glad, happy to see him as the Impact World Champion. Tyson Fury name drop Drew McIntyre. Maybe that's the match. Maybe that's the match in Wales. We'll see. And, you know, I got a a couple interesting conversations throughout the week. Uh, I spoke to someone about Steve Austin and what the possible plans for him are, if there's anything. And, you know, the way it was said to me, the door's kind of open to do stuff. And I'm going to go into it after our break. But, you know, L.A. does not sound bad to do something there. Two big double night header in Los Angeles for WrestleMania. The Rock and Roman Reigns headline. You know, maybe night two, and then you got a really good night one. You got a lot of different options here. So a lot of cool stuff. You know, I I think when we look at this, when we look at what's going on in pro wrestling, obviously all the ratings and stuff, we have to kind of figure out what kind of arrow we're in. Right? Is this, are we in the incline or are we in the decline right now? These are all things we're going to talk about today on Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarian here. We're going to a break. We're going to come back and I want to go right into the Steve Austin stuff and find out what you guys think. Wrestling Observer Live, Sunday edition. Andrew Zaren here. We'll be right back after this. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zaren here for Sunday edition. I'm a little rusty today, man. I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this in two weeks. You know, you kind of, not like getting back on that horse or bike or whatever the, Whatever you're getting back on. Uh, a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, I missed a lot of wrestling the last two weeks, but we got a lot to cover here. In the first segment, now, we were talking about all the stuff that, you know, the big story is happening, and, and something I added to the notes last minute, and that was, will Steve Austin have another match again? And I think this is an interesting conversation to have. I'm curious what the chat room thinks. I'm curious what the viewers think on this, because or listeners think on this. Um, You know, by all accounts, watching WrestleMania a couple of weeks ago, the indicator was that Steve Austin's done, right? This is it. This was his nice, you know, swan song. He had... He had a fantastic showing with Kevin Owens. Uh, He did way more than a lot of people expected or anticipated, but he looked really good. But here's here's the question here, right? Will he have another match? Do you want to see another match? I have no problem with him doing these every now and then. I think it's cool. I think it it brings something back for a lot of disenfranchised fans, a lot of of, uh, casual fans that used to be heavier i know a lot of us you know a lot of the hardcore fans really don't want to see it again but i think for a spectacle like a wrestlemania uh it would it would kind of work on this right and and here's here's how i'm seeing this and and i spoke to a couple people obviously i talk to people at aw and wwe all the time but you know a couple weeks ago right after wrestlemania i was you know having a couple conversations with people and i was kind of leading them in. I'm like, oh, is that it for Steve Austin? Are we done? Because by all accounts, I would think that that was it. And it was like a never see never thing, you know, it was almost like the answer I get with The Rock where if The Rock is ready, we're ready for him or, you know, and that was the answer for Steve. And I looked up and I said, you know, and this was, by the way, this was a very casual conversation, but it, I'm not confirming anything here, but it was an interesting tidbit where I would think, you know, you have those Saudi shows, there's a lot of money there. You could tie in something, and they—the answer was, well, why would we do it there? Well, how we have we have a two-night WrestleMania in 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 LA, you know—and that got me thinking a little bit. Where these big-picture ideas for them is a little bit different, you know. Their their logic here is they—they're they're okay with waiting, way more than the fans are, and I'm I'm a little surprised, right? Because we always think that they rush storylines, they don't wait, but when it's important, they—they they think about waiting. I listen. Uh, someone in the champ, Sam in the champ, Austin back for a full singles run. Let's go. You know what? I think that would be insane. <laughs> would I be opposed to it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'd kind of want to see how this plays out, but very interesting stuff there. Uh, I thought I would start off with that. Also, you know, we're seeing more stadium shows and, and it's going to go into one because this summer, man, they got a lot of stadium shows coming up between, uh, SummerSlam, the show in Wales. And the Saudi show coming up uh, either very early October or very late September from from the date that I was given, you know, this is a new approach for this company. And uh, I was told to anticipate more of these stadiums because it's not about selling them out, right? They're not, they're not really looking to sell out, you know, money in the bank, but they are, however, looking to make it a big pay-per-view and, Potentially have you know forty thousand people in that building. What's better, thirteen thousand or forty thousand? Obviously, it's forty thousand. So I, I see this becoming more and more of a thing, where all the big pay per views get something like this, or they sometimes throw in a big time pay per view. But I would imagine these these stadium shows are going to become more and more common for the pay per views, or or I I should call it a ple, a premium live event. So I want to go with that a little bit. Obviously, uh, last night Tyson Fury dropped Drew McIntyre's name. Maybe this is going to be the match in Wales, right? In Cardiff. I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know if I want to see a Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre match. I'm sure it'll be a spectacle, it'll be fine. It's not going to be something terrible, but the crowd'll enjoy it, but I want to see Drew in a main event position for that show in the UK. I think that's that's an important positioning for Drew considering how beloved he is, not only by American fans, right? International fans. So I think that would be an interesting thing to also. Let's go, into, let's go into Dynamite because I, I have not had a chance to talk about this and let go into the Forbidden door stuff. Dynamite was a fantastic show. What a great opener, huh? CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes, they had a pro wrestling match. I, I mean, this was a very much a wrestling match. I, I think Dave gave it at least four stars. You know, another. These guys went, man. Dustin looks great. CM Punk is getting better and better. Better. I could you could see just how confident he's gotten since returning just shy of a year ago in September. You know, I, I think this is now we're starting to see the wheel go. CM Punk defeated Dustin Rhodes. Great match. And at the end, you had that moment between him and Hangman Page. Very cool stuff. I gotta say. And I've been very critical of the Hangman uh title reign. I think they kind of got caught off guard with a lot of shuffling going on in that company. But I think now we're going to start solidifying Hangman as, man, you know, this is the main event now, because I think a lot of it has been, a lot of it has been, uh, you know, everybody else was a front seat, Danielson, Punk, Cole, uh, Moxley. You know, Omega before that, you know, you have such a big core top five or six, whatever you want to do. He kind of took a back seat even as world champion. And I think now this is the moment he did. He did his stuff with Hangman. Uh, We're past that. And now we're going to go into something else. And I think CM Punk is the best opponent for him for this. Very excited to see this happen. I hope this leads into something really big for both these guys and it works out great. Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson, Moxley, and Wheeler Yoda, right, as I like to call him, Wheeler Yoda. He's on the Zarian, uh lookalike scale, right? Just, just, just left or right—it doesn't matter. There's a lot of these guys. Andrade's on there too. I like to say that I am a wish version of Andrade on a good day. That's how, that's 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 my go-to. Uh, defeated Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Brock Anderson. This was a showing for Danielson, Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Yuta has new gear. He got a little haircut. He looked great. Very cool. Uh, Wardlow defeated the Butcher. Wardlow was handcuffed going to the ring, and then he was handcuffed leaving the ring. Uh, they're continuing the, uh, the MJF stuff here. Owen Hart Foundation qualifier Kyle O'Reilly defeated Jungle Boy. Okay, so now we're seeing some pieces getting built for this show. Hook defeated Anthony Henry. Hook, Hook's very impressive. Even more impressive than Hook, I think we could all agree. Danhausen, fantastic. His magic, his spells don't work on hook. It is so corny, but so good, right? These are those moments in pro wrestling where you're watching. You're like, "Ah, I don't want a magic man doing, you know, magic fingers at this dude. And he no sells it. No, it's cool. I like it. I'm into it. Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky TNT Championship rematch was announced. Sammy's full on heel now. Everybody hates him. Nobody likes beautiful people. I get it. Very into this stuff too. I hope they they commit to this full heel turn. Owen Hart Foundation qualifier, Doctor Britt Baker, uh, Danielle, Cam Camella. Sorry, my notes are all messed up here. I couldn't read the name. Uh, standard Britt Baker stuff. Uh, they were in her hometown, right? So they got a big uh, big entrance. And a coffin match. Darby Allen defeated Andrade El Idolo. Uh, and you know, I gotta tell you, I enjoyed this match. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but I, but I thought it was cool. Now, here's a question: What do you do with Andrade? Right? You can't have him keep losing. I want to see him do something positive here. I, I, I'm shocked how little they do with Andrade. And, and this is me being critical of a fantastic product, right? You got a nitpick. I, I get it, but I, I, I think you got to do a little bit more with him. Right? Uh, Darby beat Andrade. Uh, first of all, the size difference. Holy moly. Andrade's huge. But Andrade needs a win. Andrade needs a real win, a real big win. And Andrade maybe needs that TNT title. I, I, I can't imagine that you're going to have such a talent like this and have him lose all the time or have him win in some weird tag match or have him win with, you know, we guy it doesn't really matter. But Darby Allen's a big, big opponent too here. I I thought he was going to win the coffin match. Maybe you do like an Undertaker thing where like sometimes, you know, Darby will lose those coffin matches. I'm into that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Going to a break. Coming back. A lot more to talk about. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition with me, Andrew Zarian on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarian here. Sunday edition. One thing we didn't touch on during our Dynamite review because I think it's going to lead into a longer conversation here. And that's the huge announcement. Now, there was a lot of speculation on this announcement, right? A lot of people are speculating what it could be. Is it the streaming deal? That's probably not done yet. Uh, Is it a a signee? Is it a stadium show? And the one that was correct is that the partnership with New Japan has happened, finally, two years, three years later than it should have. New Japan and... AEW will be putting on a show, Forbidden Door, in uh, June. Is it June 26th? Let me see. Forbidden Door. You know what? I'm going to go to my producer here, MG Geek. We're talking June 26th here? Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, now he could go away. There you go. That's how we do it. He just goes away after these questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do this throughout the entire show. I'm just going to go to him for a question, and then I'm just going to cut him off. Uh, June 26th, live on pay-per-view from Chicago, from the, uh, from a huge building here, right? United Center. This is big. This is a big show. Uh, and this is not going to be how Ring of Honor did their joint show at MSG a couple years ago, which I was at. I I thought it was a fantastic show, but you know, it was interesting to me because that show was very telling of what people thought of the Ring of Honor product. And there was one example that that will kind of get you to understand what was happening. People were so hyped for that for that show. Okada was the main event. Do you know how many people I saw walk out of that building during the Ring of Honor World Heavy World Title match? People were just walking out. They didn't care anymore, and that and was. And I looked at the people I was with, and I said, "Oh boy, this can't be good." Because everything from the New Japan side was fantastic. They also had that that debacle with Enzo and Cash showing up and people lost their minds over it. But uh, I don't even think that was a big issue. I think the fact that people walked out of a world title match for a company, you know, you're, you're at MSG. You're, you're going to stay till the end. And people didn't want to stay at the end. They wanted to catch something else. Very telling. And it was not a good sign. It was kind of their swan song and for their demise. But this is not going to be that kind of show. You're going to have AEW people facing off against New Japan people. So now that... The the conversation becomes such a different thing here, right? Like, who do you want to see? What matches do you want to see happen? Daniel Tanahashi, Danielson, Okada. You know, uh, who else? Punk and and Kenta. I mean, Punk and Kenta has to be the match, right? Has to be the match. You know what? MG Geek, my producer. I'm going to go to him again. What's the one match you want to see happen? The one match I want to see happen, yeah. yeah I would- I'm doing. See, here's the thing: is I don't I, I, availability. Right, is going to be an issue here. Like is who I want to see, but but he's still see, he's still banged up, right? It, you know, um, if there's one Zach Saber Jr. and uh, Brian Danielson. Wow, that. that's where you went, huh? All day long. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And I think you, that one's doable. Mm-hmm. That one's very doable. But listen, the, these are these are you know if you're able to put together a show like this once a year, right? Mm. Let, let's let's get bigger picture and I want to come back to this big picture once a year you got ring of honor already you have you have some sort of work relationship with impact you now have that work relationship with NjPw you have a work relationship with DDT I, 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 how do you I, I mean to me this is speaking a stadium. I know we're back on the stadium conversation apparently that's what's on my mind this week but we're back to a stadium. You know, can AEW do 25 30,000 people in a stadium? Absolutely. hundred percent. Can he do 50, 60? I don't know. That That's still, uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. The only metric that I have for that, the only metric I have is that, is that initial uh, crazy, uh, you know, whatever, the 75,000 people on queue for that first show. Listen, that's not, I get, I get that. That's extremely impressive. I get it. And it means something, but it doesn't mean you're going to have 75,000 people Wanting to buy tickets, I was in that queue just to see where I fall in the queue. I had no intention on buying a ticket, but I was in the queue to see where I fall. But a match like this, you know, 40-50,000, fifty thousand—I don't know, but definitely twenty, thirty. Definitely. I, I I think this is a very interesting positioning for the company. And, and you know what's crazy to me is that all online. You know, I took a week off from everything. I I, I needed to to hit the reset. Uh, to the point that both producers, John and, and, and Matt here were like, Hey, are you okay? I'm like, dude, I'm fine. I am. I have shut down. I need a break from life. I I took a week off, but you know, I I did go on Twitter, unfortunately, uh, during the announcement and it was a lot of, nobody's going to care about this. Casual fans don't care about this. You're not going to grow your product. Listen, I get it. I get casual fans may not care about it, but you know who does? There's plenty of people that do, and I'm sure there's there's more than more than people think that would be very much interested in that show. I'm super psyched about it. That it's cool stuff. I hope that they continue doing this. I hope it works. Uh, I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if this will be you know a semi regular thing. I hope it does. I hope, I hope they do great stuff with this, but you know, some of these matches you could think about, you know, like we said, Kota Ibushi, you know, what is he doing? Danielson, who do you pair him up with? And you're going to have people lose and win. Uh, I heard Dave and Garrett talking on the show uh, this morning when they did observer radio, when I listened to it and Dave was saying, you know, maybe you switch a title. Why not? I think that's cool. You could switch a title. Are you going to switch a world title? No, but maybe you switch something. Ah, man, that's going to be really cool stuff. Very exciting stuff coming up. Rampage I didn't talk about, uh, which I did want to talk about because it was a lot of stuff here also. And the uh, the ratings uh, for the week because there was a lot of conversation about the ratings. But Rampage, Adam Cole defeated Tomohiro Ishii, another one of these forbidden door matches with Rocky Romero and Orange Cassidy in the Owen Hart qualifier. Uh, Cole looked good. Ishii looked good. Really hard-hitting match. Really much enjoyed it. Lance Archer defeated in a in a nothing match, I guess. Eddie Kingston defeated Daniel Garcia, and in, in, you know, Garcia looked great, Eddie looked great, I really enjoyed this match, and you got Jade Cargill and uh, Marina Schaefer in her 30th match, She had uh, Smart Mark Sterling at ringside along with the baddies, so, alright, you know what, tight show, not a bad show. Uh, that I that I caught on Saturday morning I, you know it's interesting to me because the way I watch these shows sometimes watching it live and watching it pre-recorded very different feel it's always a very different feel and I don't know which is the more authentic feel to the show because for me I, I like I, I guess watching live would be it but in reality you know watching live you're also getting a lot of information from everywhere else so watching live and sitting on Twitter your opinion of the match may be different because of what everybody is writing but if you're watching uh if you're watching at uh you know by yourself at home post show you kind of have a different idea so i'm curious how how you know my my opinion would have been different for these things but we'll see man listen if if they could pull this off great if they if it works out fantastic i can't see this failing but you never say never ratings uh raw 1.6 1.6 million down from 1.8 million, but a lot of stiff competition. NXT 569 down from 610. AW Rampage. AW Ramp, I had to lower that. I'm hearing static coming from one of the mics here. Open mic. Uh, AW Rampage 415 did 482,000. This is the one that aired at 7 p.m. You know, a lot of people have questioned what would happen if you air the show regularly at a different hour. Uh, I don't know. 7 p.m. is not the time, I guess. A lead into SmackDown is not the time. 482. Battled the belts on Saturday, 416 to 527. And uh, Dynamite, 977 up against the NBA playoffs. SmackDown over uh, overnight was 1.8 million. And I think the overnight was... I can't remember what the uh, the Fast National was for Rampage because I no longer post those. Everybody got very upset with me when I started posting it and then it became this thing about how I hate AEW, considering that's the one that I watch the most at this point. So very bizarre. Uh, we'll see. Tyson Fury teased that match. We spoke about that. Um, all right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, next segment, we're doing Q&A. So get your questions ready and I'm going to do my best to answer them as much as I can. Uh, make this into a nice little conversation here. Uh, so you could use the hashtag AskWOL in the chat rooms or on Twitter and uh, tag me, and we will add it to the queue, and we will answer all these questions. Rebellion, Impact Rebellion. I want to I touch on this before the break. Our friend Josh Alexander has been on Matman a bunch of times. I know he's done Observer stuff. Uh, Josh Alexander defeated Moose to win the Impact World title. Uh, long time coming. They, they did a really good buildup for this. Uh, Josh Alexander is a fantastic fantastic wrestler, a uh, really great guy. I had a pleasure interviewing him. It was great. Uh happy to see that he has, you know, he's a world champion. He's Impact's world champion. And Impact is on an uh on a on a, on a you know, rebuilding right now. Uh and the, the TV's doing great. Taya Valkyrie wins the AAA Reina de Reinas championship from Diana Perazzo. What happened here? Okay, there we go. My screen just disappeared. Ace Austin won the X Division Championship for the third time defeating the current champion uh Trey Miguel and Speedball Mike Bailey. You know, it, this is what I'm talking about. Think about how many how much wrestling is on television right now? Uh, just Impact. ROH obviously they're going to be on something. They're not going to they're not going to just disappear and become house shows, right? You're going to have Impact. You're going to have Ring of Honor. You're going to have WWE. You're going to have all the WWE. You're gonna have nxc you're gonna have aw it's it's a very fun time for pro wrestling and we're kind of seeing this and you know this goes into a different discussion and we could kind of go into this during the q a segment is this are we leading into a decline as, as far as you know pro wrestling goes or are we seeing an incline here are we going back to you know the boom of 2016 2014 you know things were hot the pandemic sold things down but we'll see what happens here i want to get your opinion on this what do you guys think put it in the chat room Wrestling Observer Live with me, Andrew Zarian, on Sports Byline. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarian here. Sunday edition. Feels good. I feel comfortable now. I'm back. I'm back, guys. Don't worry. All good. (laughs) A lot of people were concerned this week. The messages. Uh, Matt was concerned. My producer, Suncast. I'm like, listen, guys. Taking a week off. Let's enjoy it. Uh, we're going to do some Q and A's here. Get your questions ready for in the chat room or on Twitter. Use the hashtag ask W.O.L. And we will do our best or I will do our best. The Royal we uh, to answer these questions coming in. Uh, some of the stuff that I left out here. Uh, let me see. I had some more in my notes here that I wanted to kind of touch on. Uh, let me just pull this up here. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know. A lot of people are questioning, you know, where, what, what's the main event now? Uh, what, or where's the pay per view, I should say, for All Out? I would imagine it's still in Chicago. I know that they're really committed to that Sears Center. Uh, I feel like if they were moving out of there, they would have done United, the United Center, but, or the Now Arena, right? No longer the Sears Center, the Now Arena. Uh, I don't know if they're going to move it. I kind of don't want them to move it. I, I enjoyed that trip. It's very, like, huffman estate it's not in chicago proper it's, it's it's outside of chicago and it's a very suburban very easy to get to things except if you want to leave that building after the show it's a total disaster i had to i was hitchhiking i i swear to you i had to hitchhike back to the hotel i had to hike up my my my, my pants and show my legs at the side of the road and two guys just picked me up and they took me to my hotel it was you know i don't ask questions it happened uh q a time get your questions ready i'm gonna ask you guys ask and i will answer as best as I can. Brian on Twitter. TWP Brian asks, why would Sub- Surviv- is Survivor Series? I'm thinking too, too ahead. Why would SummerSlam have a listed capacity of just under 23,000 in a football stadium? See, this is a great question, and it's going to lead into something that I've spoken to a bunch of people uh, at WWE about. And that's, you know, you're running these stadiums, uh, and we saw last year. They ran SummerSlam out of a gigantic stadium. They had about 38,000 people. I can't remember. MG, if you could find the the the, the attendance for that, uh, it would be very helpful. But they didn't have a sellout of 70,000, 60,000, whatever it is. They had, you know, half of that. They had about 40,000 or 50,000, whatever the number was. I can't remember. And to to fans, we are conditioned that if you're running a stadium, you better sell it out because that's not a good sign if you don't sell it out. That's not the case with them anymore. And the way that tickets are done now, when you open up tickets, right, the the capacity, and I don't know if this is exactly how they've done it, but this is how a lot of venues do it now and a lot of events, this is how they take it out. They're not, you don't dump 60,000 tickets on the market and say, okay, let's hope for the best. You open them up in blocks, right? You release a little, you release some more, you release some more. That's a new approach. I think they're gonna we're going to have way more stadium shows and I do not think their, their goal, uh, listen, if they could sell out the stadiums, that's great. But their goal is to go above 20 something thousand people. That's always their goal now with these big events. They're not looking to hold a, a SummerSlam or, uh, you know, a Royal Rumble in a 13,000 person building anymore. That's gone. That's done. Those days are finished. They're going to go with the stadiums, depending on how hot the product is. Maybe they'll get, you know, close to a sellout. Maybe they'll come up, come to half, but anything above twenty five thousand people—that's more than you're going to jam into an arena. Might as well do it that way, and the buildings cost the same. You know, they're not losing that much money on, uh, you know, not selling the tickets. Last year's SummerSlam was fifty one thousand three hundred and twenty six. This is probably the WWE number. Uh, I'm going to guess. I don't have WrestleTix number in front of me. This is from my producer, but you know, there was a good forty something thousand people or thirty eight thousand people in that building. It looked great, but that entire side was you know, closed off. I think when you look at it this way, I think they're going to have a lot more. So that, that kind of explains to you how they're running uh, the capacities and everything. Right. Ryan Evans, longtime uh, viewer, Ryan Evans, 29 on Twitter asks, Sean Ross Sapp, another friend of the show, friend of mine uh, is talking about two surprise returns to WWE. Any sources that you have to confirm this. So I've heard one name and I'm not sure if Sean reported this. I heard Mustafa Ali was getting ready to come back in some capacity. I don't know the second name. I, I would not be surprised if there was a second name for, for a return. I don't know who it could be. Uh, I'll let you guys speculate a little bit in the chat room on, on who you think it is. Because I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know who you guys think it is. But uh, maybe, you know, Asuka coming in. Oh, he did drop it. Okay, so Joe Joe in our says he did drop it. It's Asuka. Yeah, Asuka's been ready for a while, and so is Bailey. Bailey should be getting uh, coming back soon. Uh, I mean I, I'm 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 actually surprised they've waited this long. I don't know if something changed, but Asuka, another one. Uh and and uh Bailey should be under. But I think Ali Ali has to show up, right? He's under contract. I don't know. Uh, they're figuring that out. Forty one thousand paid according to the observer. Uh Mitzula in our Twitch chat room. Twitch.tv slash FRW video. Yeah, forty one thousand. Not I mean, there was a good forty one thousand people there. I, I mean thirty-eight to forty one thousand? Absolutely. That it was dude, it was a cool experience. I gotta tell you, the the um being at that show, and I've said this numerous times, and, and I I want someone else that was at that show to message me, email me, tweet me, and see if they saw what I saw. Or it was just me losing my mind. I no longer see WWE as a pro wrestling product. It is its own thing. There's a word for it I heard, right? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's two words. Sports entertainment. <laughs> I, I, like, I get it now. I get it, guys. I saw it. I get it. And, and the way It has made my life of watching WWE very easy. Because I no longer watch it as a pro wrestling product. Because it is not. It is its own entity. It is the Muppets on steroids. Uh, I mean, really. It's become its its crazy variety show. I don't see it as a pro wrestling show. I see AEW as a pro wrestling show. I see Ring of Honor. I see Impact. I see New Japan as a wrestling show. The concentration for these things. It was a spectacle. That show was eye-opening. That's SummerSlam for me. Eye-opening. So, uh, you know... I very interesting. I, I don't know. I, I things change for me, so we'll find out. Uh, Ryan Evans again on Twitter, what are likely matches to happen at the Forbidden door? I don't know, but man, I, I mean, I have so many of these dream matches I want to see happen, and I, I think it's endless. Uh, you you could have so many different varieties here. The one thing I think we need to have happen, uh, and, and I know Kenny's status is a little up in the air right now because of the delay with the surgery delay with the, you know, everything because of COVID. I mean, things are still kind of delayed here. Uh, I, I would imagine September would be the show for him to come back to. I would, you want a blockbuster match, right? September, he comes back, faces CM Punk for the world title in Chicago. My God, that building explodes. Huge moment, right? But you can't. You don't want this to be another RVD, ECW, one-night stand moment. The guy, the bridge, right? The bridge between New Japan and AEW can't be on that show. He has to be there, but, man, if he could do something, it'll be fantastic. Uh, I, I, they should do something. I, I don't know if it's possible or not. If it's, you know, medically, it's not possible you can't do anything. Mike M on YouTube, Claudio joining the BCC. That'd be a great addition. I don't know what Claudio's status is. Maybe you move him to Ring of Honor. Have Claudio challenge there and become, you know, a big guy in Ring of Honor. And the fans get to see what they always wanted. Claudio, uh, you know, a top guy. Uh, let's see. Joe, do you think the merger will affect AEW more positively or negatively in the next few years? That's a fantastic question. So, what Joe's asking about is if you if you have not been following this warner media merge with discovery with discovery kind of getting a lot more of the positioning here uh a lot of rumors a lot of people speculating i saw this rumor where somebody wrote uh the the ceo or whoever's in charge of programming i forgot who it was he's uh, not a fan of adult level content i'm like then they're gonna have a ton of problems on hbo i mean euphoria is as adult you could get and, and that thing is a blockbuster for them now hbo is a little bit different but you know, Family Guy is a huge product for them. That's a pretty adult product, American Dad. These are all TV14 products. You know, not everything that they air is the Big Bang Theory. So I I would say it is too early to know, but we will find out when negotiations start, right, for their contract. Because their contract ends in two years. Negoti- you got to start talking about it and have some references later in this year and early 2023. So that's when we're going to find out now. Do they want to keep first run sports programming that's bringing in a million people? Uh, I think AEW was number three for all of cable, uh, or or was it all TV or all cable? Dave mentioned I can't, you know, if I had this in my notes, you know what MG? I'm blaming you. You don't have this in my notes. You got to think like me. You got to know what I'm thinking next. You got to predict. You got to you got to get your crystal ball, touch it, and say what is Andrew thinking? A lot of times it's terrible stuff, but in this case, (laughs) I like to know. (laughs) if aw was third in all of cable all the tv on wednesday so <laughs> please let me know uh i i would say it, it's definitely a monkey wrench because i've been i i was working with a company that merged two years ago and it ended up going terribly for me so it was not a good idea now for this uh, you know tony's very successful he's a great negotiator he has he has a great head on his shoulders he's fantastic at what he does i i i cannot see them getting canceled but it depends on what their rights fee is going to be. We got another question here. With New Japan and AEW doing a super show, a pay-per-view in June, what do you think AAA and AEW, do, what do you think of AAA and AEW doing a pay-per-view in Mexico City at La Arena, Mexico? I don't know. I think AAA needs to be involved in this too. But I don't think AAA is some weak. You know, AAA distribution in, in, in the States is non-existent. Uh, it's all CMLL, right? Triple A is not really on a television show. Obviously, you can watch streaming, but I would imagine they would want to do something considering how many of their guys have held, held their titles. So I think that's a great idea too. Maybe you combine everybody eventually. Because Triple you know, might as well. Here's another question from our Twitch. NoobNCO, Would Rhea Ripley, now a heel... Who's going to be the number 3 face on the Raw women's division? Oscar Bailey. I think Oscar coming back is big. Uh I think Rhea's going to go join Edge's weird macabre Vampire group. Perfect fit. Her and Damian Priest and Edge. They could just they could just be spooky kids. All good with that. I'm fine with that. Uh I I was actually someone mentioned to me that she was going there. Also, in the same note, someone mentioned to me that that Ronda Rousey and Shotzi no Shotzi geez Shayna Shayna Baszler are going to be teaming up eventually so I we'll see how that plays out I I'm very curious about that I have not gone into details about that I have a sheet here that I got to go and confirm stuff because I was off all week but I want to see what happens here I'm going to fire through some of these before the break uh, do you see anyone from AEW taking part of the G1 this year with travel restrictions eased? Yeah, I, I definitely see people taking part. Now, will it be Danielson and Moxley? I don't know, but could you send you to there to represent, you know, Danielson or Moxley and send someone else? I, I definitely think there should be AEW representation in the G1. I'd be shocked, and I'm going to take a make a bold prediction. I know it's not the prediction show, but send this to Brian. I predict there will be a G1 match... Uh, or a qualifier on AEW TV. I think that there may be some. This is just me speculating. I know nothing about this. I don't know anything about this. And I got another question here from Josh Coleman from the Culmination on YouTube. My question is when and is Bret Hart coming to AEW? So they're apparently, uh, people are under the impression that Bret has that Legends deal and can't go anywhere. But they're going to be doing something. uh, FTR and Brett are going to be doing something on the Indies. So we'll see. CM Punk had those uh, Brett Hart tights on. I don't know if that means anything. But we'll see what happens. Go to a break. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarin here. Sunday edition on Sports Byline. Wrestling Observer Live. Andrew Zarin here. I'm back. The great words of Frank Costanza. I'm back, baby. I tried to find a potato to use as my crystal ball, and I I messaged my wife, and I said, do me a favor. I need a potato right now. And she brought me a bag of hash browns, frozen hash browns. See, my powers don't work with hash browns. If you guys don't know the potato story, just ask somebody on Twitter. They will tell you how I was poisoned by a mystic on the train for weeks before the whole pandemic started. And it, it, it took me about two months to recover from. But this man handed me a potato, a, a, a boiled potato. Half, and this is a true story. A half-boiled potato handed it to me, this Persian man. And he told me about this terrible life event that he had. And he and he said, would you like some? And I had to eat it. And after that, I, I, had, I had double pneumonia. I was sick. I, I mean, this is a true story. Now, did the potato do it? I'm positive that was a cursed potato. I will talk about this next week on the show. We will go into detail about the cursed potato. And maybe we could take questions. You guys could call me. About this ridiculous potato. Ruined my life. 2020. Everybody's life was ruined in 2020 because of this potato. I'm telling you. Uh, But a lot to talk about, obviously, throughout the week. Uh, Brian's back Monday. Everybody's back. Matt Men on Thursday. You have, we're live, pal, with Garrett Gonzalez on Tuesday. And I'm going to give you guys a little teaser here. A little tiny teaser. I'm working on a very cool project with Wrestling Observer. This will be a, a but I'm, um, see, see, they don't want me to talk about it. Uh, this will be a very cool podcast, video podcast with two individuals. I think this, this trio that we're going to have is going to be very cool. Uh, I will have more information in the coming weeks. I want to do it with the per- people I'm I'm doing it with, but this is going to be a big, big show. I want to leave that little teaser here for you guys. But that's it for this week. Wrestling Observer Live, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, thank everybody at Sports Byline for producing it. And, of course, our producers here, John and Matt. We'll see you all next week, guys. Take care.